0: Welcome to the Real Life Groups Leadership Podcast, a conversation about creating small groups where people grow in spiritual maturity in relationship. We're focused on you, the small group leader, giving tips and tools to help you lead effectively. Welcome to today's episode. Super excited for this conversation. Today, we have some amazing guests. We have Blake Whiteman, who is our Coeur d'Alene campus pastor. Welcome, Blake, Thanks. good to have you. And Travis Anderson's with us, and he is a small group leader, disciple maker in our community, just lives out what we're gonna be talking about today, which is Discipleship Outside of the Circle. I love that title, I love just that we get to talk about what it means to bring this whole conversation about small groups beyond just the time we have in the actual small group, what is outside that circle. So. Again, really looking forward to this. And so I just kind of want to start with this opening question is for you guys. Why is this a topic that excites you?
1: Yeah, that's good. Um, thanks for having us. I know for me uh, on that question, you know, I would say disciple making in, in, in general is something that's just impacted my life, changed it, to be quite honest. Um, and I'm passionate about this specific conversation because I think the portion of disciple making in small group that is probably impacted mm-hmm. the most has been the time that I've spent outside of group, really outside of the circle. Um, it's an honor to have Travis here. Uh, Travis is a good friend of mine. Um, we've got to live some of this out together and experience life and family and relationship outside of group time uh, that's been fostered in it. And we'll yeah. talk about that a little bit. Um, but I'm passionate because I just have seen uh, the effectiveness of God's model, like come to fruition. I've lived it out. Like Love it's it. been awesome. So that's, that's just one of the reasons why, uh, you know, for me, I'm passionate about it because I've seen it, seen it work. That.
2: Yeah. Thanks, yeah. So, you, Travis, what are your thoughts? Yeah. First of all, thanks for having me. I, I appreciate it. And you know, I'm passionate about it because it's been so meaningful in my own life. Yeah. And admittedly, I, I was a pretty lukewarm Christian for a long time and wow. Uh, floated in and out of groups and, and really it wasn't until four or five years ago when uh, a couple guys in particular one of them sitting across from me and Blake uh, took the time to intentionally invest in me and build relationship outside of a group setting Yeah. Um, and it, that really was the catalyst for growth in my own spiritual maturity and so you know the goal there and it, it inspires me to want to reciprocate that and, and replicate it out in the world that's so cool I love that so
0: i'm a small group leader and we have a variety of small group leaders from all over our county and even maybe the world that are listening into this conversation and so let me just clarify you're saying that being a small group leader is more than leading a 90 minute discussion <laughs> once a week. Blake, is that what you're saying to me? <laughs> yes. Oh,
1: okay. Well, we can just wrap uh, this up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're done. Um, yeah. And I think that, you know, some of the challenges I think face talk about discipleship and even in church. And like you said, it's local, uh, it could be national, whatever that may be that we've seen opportunities is the temptation can be to look at and say, the small group is the solution. Mm. And, it's an amazing tool. It's an incredible environment that helps foster spiritual growth yeah. and disciple making. Um, but yes, I think that what Jesus's model shows us is that it's beyond just creating the environment, um, that I think leverages uh, some extra growth and opportunity. So yes, uh, it's a little bit more as a small group leader, which we're focusing on is mm. what happens inside a group. Uh, the hope would be that we can further what we believe God calls us with relationship and transparency and, and sharing and, and and doing life together like we've talked about is that the group is a catalyst to that, yep. that we don't have the expectation that all of that happens in group only, which I know for me yep. can sometimes be discouraging as a group leader, wanting all of the things that we see and desire to happen and then not necessarily seeing it. and. So yeah, I think part of the challenge is to go, I mean, how do we use outside of group time to continue what starts and happens in group time?
0: Totally. And I can imagine a lot of that comes from different churches and the way they maybe go about spiritual formation, if you wanna call it that. Yeah. But helping someone grow, it might be Bible studies. It might be, that's the culture is I show up at church and I leave church, I've spent my time, I Mm -hmm. did my thing. And so I'm now looking at it from a different standpoint, the background that I might bring into it, and going, you know, actually, that is a starting, I love what you said, it's a catalyst to yeah. further relationship, but there's so much more to it than that. Travis, what are your thoughts on that?
2: Yeah, I think the thing I've learned is is having realistic expectations mm-hmm. for how how much relational equity you can earn with a person, and it's only when you have that equity with somebody That's so huge. you can really speak yeah. truth and, and build them up and encourage them. and. Uh, I think, you know, if, if I'm honest, hmm. with my own walk, it's easy to fake it for 60 minutes in a group, Yeah. and, and uh, it's easy to float in and out on Sundays and never really get to know somebody and do life with them. And yeah. um, the, the analogy I like to give is, is if I know I have a weekly test or a weekly quiz, hmm. and I'm not super passionate about it or I don't know how to navigate it, here's what I'm likely to do. I don't do anything for six days and 30 minutes before that quiz, I'm going (laughs) to cram. I'm going to take the quiz. I'm going to let out a breath Mm -hmm. and I'm going to forget about it for six days. And I I know for me, that's kind of how I treated group until somebody started investing in me and engaging me outside of group. Mm -hmm. Um, That's huge. so, So, you know, I think it's kind of knowing the limitations of of the equity you can earn with people in a group setting.
0: Thanks for sharing that, I love what you said. Faking it
2: and floating into and out of.
0: And that's, I mean, that is hard because that's a lot of the church that we can see and experience in America. It's just that we can show up, do it, check the box and I'm gonna leave it. We're trying to create a different culture and it sounds like you guys, this is something you've lived out personally. So let's kind of dive in a little bit to like what are some things that we can actually do to create that culture? Mm-hmm. Um, maybe Blake, kick us off. What's some things yeah. that you, you see to create that culture?
1: Yeah, I mean, so if, if one of the challenges we're seeing is, I mean, the desire is for people to grow in their relationship together. You know, we talk a lot, at least at real life, to say, I man, disciple making is in every sphere of your life. Yep. right in every relationship that's home that's in your work or your world place yes that includes church also which includes a small group um in an abiding relationship with jesus we can want and desire to see that that's where god wants to change us right yep. a new creation in every facet um but if we're not actually being intentional about getting into environments where that actually takes place yep then we're going to be if we're going to fall short right we're going to be less than i think what god calls us to so i think if we're talking about Uh, how do we find some solutions towards getting towards that looking at small group environment is to first and foremost say it is super valuable Mm -hmm. yes it serves a purpose it's great a significant next step in people's growth is just to get to the small group and recognize that for what it's worth get there yep but as a group leader also know that that's not the destination yeah right and so i would say the first thing that comes to mind with understanding that environment is as a group leader to be intentional to not have the expectation that the the group is the end destination that's really good Yeah. but in the group understand that yes you know travis had used the test analogy we were sports guys we Mm. played basketball together that was one of the things we did outside of group time is trying to see our small group more as the huddle Hmm. And not the game itself Love that. And so as a, as a group leader or a coach to go, man, the small group time is when we get together to huddle, we're checking in, we're seeing how we're doing, we're coming up with strategy, we're talking about God's word, we're sharing a little bit, but that's not the game. It, yep. doesn't, it doesn't end there. That's the rally together, to yep. meet together daily in the temple courts and in the homes, to talk about it, and then go, yep. man, when I go home how do I play this out? When I go to work, how do I play this out? And as a group leader, to recognize that the small group is to check in to support, but also to equip to go into those environments, Mm -hmm. starts to leverage and be intentional to say, outside of the group time, works collaboratively with in the group time. So I would say the succinct point of that is to say, as a group leader, how do I be intentional to leverage the time I have in the group? to point to yep. what's happening outside. Yep. Is there connection outside? Am mm-hmm. I creating relationship to meet outside of the group yep. and what that yep. looks like? So the intentionality
0: to look towards it and just mention it yep. and know that it's part of it, I think is the starting point. It's great. And mm-hmm. it start, starts relationship, but it's not the end in that relationship. It's kind of a catalyst, like you said earlier. Yeah. Love that point. Travis, give us more, what, what's your next thing? What would you say sure. to
2: that group leader? Yeah, I think Blake's point of, of just being realistic about what you can accomplish and knowing that that's the huddle. Uh, to me, the thing that I've learned is the first step is is really uh, level-setting on whether I have an earnest desire to invest in those people outside a group. Because let's be honest, it's, you have to schedule it. Yeah. If you're going to do it, yeah. you have to prioritize it. And it, it might look like sacrifice, although we'd probably say that we get as much out of it as anybody. Yep. Um, uh, and Blake's got a great quote, show me your schedule and I'll show you your priorities. That's so good. And so if yeah. you aren't taking the time to really prioritize it and live it out and model it for others, uh, it's, it's, you're, you're really missing the mark. And the other thing is, as a leader, I think we have to know that we can't do it all ourselves. Yep. Um, I'd like to be everything for everybody outside of the group, but I can't. And so yeah. and I think it's incumbent of us to look for opportunities mm-hmm. to empower and encourage others To engage outside of the group Mm -hmm. so what that might look like is i know somebody in groups going through a really hard time and i also know somebody else has gone through it before and has lifted out and come through the other side That's something that I would take the time to encourage him Mm. to go engage the other person and and really empower them to do it outside a group as well. That is so cool, and I love that
0: because it isn't just about the leader Mm -hmm. owning all of the relational connection themselves. It's empowering that we see the bigger purpose of this group is to help each other grow in spiritual formation. We're trying to grow in relationship and grow spiritually and that we wanna actually propel that, so that's huge. Mm -hmm. Uh, Blake, what else Just practical? How do we make this happen? I think that's good. Um, Kind of jumping off the the last Mm -hmm. point, Travis said,
1: you know, we we use language, right? Try to have common identification and and pull in the same direction. We use the terminology of facilitating relationship. Mm -hmm. So the intentionality piece of saying, hey, it's not all on me. As a group leader, the intentional part of going, okay, I'm seeing that there's affinity between people in the group. It's, hey, I've had this happen before, and actually as the leader, playing the part as the leader, is to actually facilitate that between two mm. people to say, hey, you guys should go have coffee together, right? What would it look like? Hey, you guys are gonna catch up, right? I've even had said those things before, like, so, okay, you guys are gonna go have coffee That's together, great. and then you're gonna come back and you're gonna tell us yep. how that went, yep. right? That's a leadership portion of delegating, right, and allowing God to do something between other people because I think we've all been to the spot to where you're like, okay, how am I, how am I gonna set, even if it's a priority in my life, and I want to set a schedule, I don't have 14 extra appointments a week to actually be about that. And so I think part of the facilitating relationship is huge. One of the things I've learned along the way to kind of would go on that, uh, learning meaning I've done it wrong, yeah, it's good. <laughs> learning by trial and experience, I'm pretty good at that. Um, as I've tried to go, okay, I know that facilitating relationship in the group is important, that this is going to lead to outside of group time. I know as a leader, sometimes that's felt like, I now again have Mm. to create more environments Mm. that's relational, that people are gonna actually wanna like be in like another group or uh, an, yeah, yeah. That's what you'd think. yeah. It's like okay, so if we're gonna uh, outside of group time, I'm already trying to create a relational environment in small group time. I'm trying to fight against Bible study and just the common stuff. I want to talk about life. Well, oh, so now I have to create another environment mm-hmm. outside of the environment. It's starting to get too much, and started to be like okay, well, I guess we have to host dinner every time and invite people into it, mm. or man, I got to create these yep. fun Pressure, things yep. that yeah. Well, one person wants to do that, the other five don't. And one of the things I would say has been a helpful tool and tip for me as a disciple maker is to, instead of trying to recreate or create a new environment, yep. is to go where people already are, right? People tend to gravitate. We say that the world sphere is to be a disciple maker where you live, work, and play. Mm-hmm. I'll say one of the biggest environments that I've seen God work in most practically is that play environment. Yeah. What do people do for hobbies where they already have relationships? Great. They're not going, okay, I have my church hat on. I have my work hat on. They're going, oh, man, you're starting to see people let their hair down. We've played basketball together. We've, we've done hunting together, right? Mm-hmm. That's what we've got to go. The amount of conversation and relationship and yeah. authenticity that we've had in those moments appears to be tenfold mm-hmm. than when we're in the small group together, when we're on Sunday together. So I would say that one of the things to look for as a group leader is what are people actually doing? Mm -hmm. Where do your your kids have, do they have play together? Do they, are they in sports together? Like are they doing theater together? What sort of a work environment do you love to golf? Right? Where, what are people doing? And then just be like Jesus did. This is a scripture piece can't help. Right. The model that Jesus shows us in the new Testament oftentimes is not come to the synagogue and and I'll teach you. Mm But it's like the temple part, right? That's the church piece. And he doesn't say, come to my house. Come to my house and let's do a small group the whole time. There's portions of that. The vast majority of Jesus' disciple making model is let's go together. We're gonna gonna go, we're gonna sit with the Pharisees here. We're gonna go to the wedding banquet here. We're gonna go, so that's life. Those are pre already established relational environments where Jesus, I believe, calls us to go Mm -hmm. with people. And so I would say, try to find out where your people and your group are and what they do and then join them in that Mm -hmm. and
0: that's outside of the circle disciple making that's so wise just to see where where they're actually already living in and we're going to go walk alongside that's that's discipleship so um Let's say I'm a small group leader, and this doesn't come naturally to me, which I think literally applies to me. It doesn't come natural to me um, that I would say, oh, man, I want to make more time. I'm more of an introvert, and I'm sure mm-hmm. there's lots of people in that camp where you know it's like, what what do I do with this? What are some, some kind of next steps that you would give that would help them grow in this area? We'll go back mm-hmm. to you, Blake, first on that.
1: Yeah, well, I think just. Resource wise, help wise, what do I do that I know, at least for us in, in our church currently right now, yep. um, I learned by asking questions yep. and I know that, uh, we do our very best to try to have coaches and leaders and people that are walking it out, uh, ask, Hey, what do you do? What have what have you done? What does that look like? Right. Yeah. Ask for solutions that people that are already hmm. playing the game, so to say, like, yep. hey, what do you do? What have you done? Right. And, and see where that goes. Yeah. Um, I think it's hard to try to be something you're not Mm -hmm. right. I think that sharing just what maybe kind of even the simple things that we've just talked about, like, Hey, with your group or whatever, guys, here's something that I know groups, not the end destination. Yep. Right. Man, I hope that together we can learn to have relationships between each other where people, where things are affinity based, like do that. And Hey, guess what? I would really love for Mm -hmm. us to kind of do life together in some other situations. Could you help with that? What does that look like for us? Yeah. Just putting it on the table. Vision casting. Vision yeah. casting, mm. putting it out there. Mm. And then watch what God does with the giftedness mm. and ability of other people. I can say how many times just going, I don't know how to do this. Mm. I know that this is a, 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 an, an effective yeah. tool for disciple making or model that Jesus gives us. I go, I'm just going to throw it out there. Yep. I'm just going to throw it out and then watch how somebody goes. Yeah. Hey, I'll do that. That's great. I would love to host man. Hey, we're doing this thing. You should come right. Yep. Talk about it, pray about it. And then all of a sudden God provides the opportunity. So That's that great. would just be an initial thought mm-hmm. on like, as a, a next step. Yep. Um, I know that there's other stuff that we try to do, mm-hmm. you know, As a ministry team and as a church, we can talk about that, too. Yep. Um, That's great. You know, there's coaching structures. There's there's, support. There's support. There's trainings. There's videos. There's coaches. There's monthly stuff. All the stuff that we already have in place as a church that we do routinely, we highly try to prioritize topics like Mm -hmm. this to be topics of discussion,
0: not things that may not necessarily yep. be helpful. Yeah, I love what you said. It's it's that we we can ask other people. We can bring in this community of people who might be doing it better than us. And sure. that's a huge benefit is just using the church for what it's for. And those that are living out relationship well, even just what you guys are
2: sharing here today, I think is a help to a lot of people. Um, how about you, Travis? What's your perspective of sure. all this? Well, first and foremost, I think Real Life does a phenomenal job of, of having a support structure for leaders out there that... Deal with situations that maybe they don't know how to navigate, and and they've got people to go to to get answers and and counsel. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the first thing to remember as a leader is that you don't have to have all the answers. It's great. And if we're waiting to have all the answers before we really engage in discipling others, we're never going to get in the game. And so, being comfortable knowing you don't have to have all the answers is important i think it's also important to pray for opportunities to be brought to you that you have eyes to see them and that you have boldness to engage because i do think as leaders offline one-on-one it's a little more vulnerable you feel like you have to be on you haven't pre-scripted what you're going to say or, or what you're going to navigate in a group so that's a big one without question the most important one for me is to disciple others, I have to continue to be willing to be discipled myself. And And I think it's modeled for us in scripture in the early church, you look at Paul discipling uh, Barnabas and Timothy and Philemon who are discipling their churches. Um, And so what inspires me, what causes me to continue to be humble and want to invest in others is knowing that I have three guys, one of them sitting across from me and Blake, who invest in me outside of the group environment in a very authentic, intentional way that you know, you can't help but want to reciprocate that for others. And so, you know, continuing to invest in yourself, whether it's reaching out to the support that real life provides, and then praying for the humility to continue to be discipled. Because as we know, in the walk for spiritual maturity, you never arrive. like that's You never right. have it figured <laughs> out. And so I'll uh, I'll still need discipleship for a long time. Thanks for sharing that, Travis. And I think that even, that's just a cool heart of,
0: uh, being one of hundreds of small group leaders in our church, just even hearing you share that to me is so encouraging because mm-hmm. it's going, that is the kind of, you know, in our community, that's what changes the world is when people go, I genuinely want to see people transform, but I'm never done. You know, I'm not mm-hmm. done growing as a disciple in this, the relationship you guys are living out. That is the kind of stuff that we see take place. So Blake, bring us home yeah. and just the, what's the impact of all this? What What does this do for our church, our community, our world. Yep. It's good. Um, you know, I'm even thinking of
1: what just the last question to kind of, to bring it home. Right. You even said like, Hey, what do I do? And this is hard. And have I arrived? I think that just the reality with this topic and all the other ones that we bring about is I don't think that in any position of what God calls us to do, he asks us to do on our own. Mm -hmm. And part of being a disciple maker is part of having a life that's changed a dependency on the Lord and choosing to do it together. So, uh, put me in the club with everybody else that goes, I don't know if I can do this perfectly. I'm not really sure. But I would say just to embrace this portion, another portion to say, I'm gonna choose to do this because of what I believe Hmm. is true about the gospel, what Jesus has called us to do. And I wanna choose to be obedient to that. And I'm I'm gonna choose to believe that God's gonna show up in the midst of it. And I would wrap it up by saying that is that I think for a lot of us as disciple makers, and there's a couple of you out there that are like, I, lo- I love being in yeah. related on that. Like, Awesome, like lead the way. Good for you. Yeah. That are like, Gosh, this, this is gonna, this is gonna be hard. Like this is gonna trust is gonna be required for me and other people. And man, if I take that step to have a conversation and, and bring it up with my group to go. Hey, outside a group and in real life is really where God does life change the most. Mm. That's going to require a little bit of us going, it's going to be scary. And we're going to see when I show up to this environment, somebody's house or this game or the recital, it's like, okay, it's a different environment. People are different in different environments. And just to know that it's a bit scary and it's a bit different. And like Travis said, you don't have to have the answers, but here's what I would tell you. Like it's what God puts in every single one of us to desire the most, to be known to, to have people actually do life with us together. Yeah, so Man, I need I need that outside of a small group and outside of mm-hmm. church because that's where I live yep. the majority of my life. Yep. And when people, and Trav had it together, and we've spent time together too, mm-hmm. and our families and kids, it's like when people meet me there where I actually am, I finally start to feel like I'm known and yep. I'm seen, and I got some stuff that's not perfect. And you know what? There's other people that are here too. That's the church. Yep. That's what disciple making is. That's, that's what Jesus calls us to. And I would say on record, if you will, mm. that's what the majority of people are dying for. Yep. Mm-hmm. And they may fight you to get there and go, I don't want to do that. And I don't have enough time. But on the inside, they're going, man, if you would actually show up where I am, yep. like it's going to change my life. I love that. So I would say just knowing that to say, I'm going to trust and I'm going to go and we can do this. Yep. is where I've seen personal life yep. change. We've been able to do it together. And when in doubt, right? This is a Evan Meskyism. I love this guy. When in
0: doubt, go. Mm, if you're so not good. sure, when in doubt, just go and see what God does. I love that. Mm. Well, guys, this has been so good. And I just love that even that wrap up is um, showing up, going, and putting ourselves out there for relationship, saying it is, so to answer the answer the question, go full circle, it is more than the 60 minutes, the 90 minutes. <laughs> it is discipleship is our whole life. Yeah. There's some practical things you guys shared today. I know this has been helpful um, for me, and I'm hoping it's been helpful for you, uh, group leaders. Just wanna say thank you for all that you do, yeah. and that you continue to show up, and hopefully today this has been just one more step of growth and challenge. I uh, just wanna encourage you, say you are making a difference in our community, in our world, and in, in showing up consistently. So so I want to say thank you. And for all the information uh, of our podcast, uh, check out realliferesources.org. We're going to have other attachments, show notes, and other links and resources. I want to say thank you to you guys for being yeah. here today. This has been a huge thanks, especially you, Travis, for making time in the middle of your busy week to come in sure. here to the church building and to impact so many people out there. So I want to say thank you and we'll see you next time. We are grateful for the investment you make each week as you reach the world for Jesus one person at a time and make biblical disciples in relational environments. For notes from this show and other great resources to help you grow, visit realliferesources.org.